the reason that it applied in this study in women is because Instagram is very heavy, heavy image use, image, it, it, it involves heavy use of images. Whoa, this is insight I haven't heard before. It's nice, you know. I don't know why anyone would bother bringing on anyone involved in tech or have understanding of social media uh, or networks, any of that kind of stuff, when you can bring on Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who, who can explain to you that Instagram, I, I believe, is more image-based. More based on image is, it makes sense. And there are reasons to assume that because of that, it attracts women who are directed towards short-term impulsive room. mating strategies, and that's a... <laughs> Yes! Yes! We got a new one! And now, finally, it's happened. The Lobster King is back on Pierce Morgan, y'all. Hell yeah. One of the world's most famous and fascinating intellectuals. Fascinating. Tens of millions watch him online. In fact, his last interview millions. on Piers Morgan Uncensored has so far been viewed more than 17 million times. Okay, my dudes, what, what's going on here? All right? Like, what is this? Is this red pineapple? Is 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 it like, like tomato showing its asshole? What's going on? I, I know it's supposed to be a poppy. I know what it's supposed to be for Remembrance Day. But, but this 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 one's not looking normal. And I'm delighted to say that he joins me again now. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like a Timissi. you back on the program. It definitely looks like a Timissi. Well, thanks, Pierce. It's good to see you again. I was see, absolutely... This, by the way, this is what the poppies look like in Canada, all right? Where we take poppies seriously because we respect veterans. What is this? I think this is pretty pretty getting close to a war crime here, Pierce. Astonished, really. Maybe I shouldn't have been, but by the Why do you hate reaction. veterans? To our last interview, Pulls worldwide, out the sheer volume of people that watched the whole interview, the way the clips were disseminated on TikTok, on Facebook, on Twitter, it was a really interesting insight, actually, into a whole world that doesn't even involve, actually, conventional television anymore. I guess you wouldn't be surprised, because this happens to you a lot, but I was. What does it say about society that that number of people well, I'm, who watch an interview continually... on a computer or phone... Well, I'm still continually surprised about it, but, well, I think what it shows is that there's really no way that legacy TV, in some real sense, can compete with the absolutely wide-open frontier of online video distribution, where the cost is low and people can access it everywhere. It's fundamentally the consequence of a technological revolution, and there's all sorts of good things about that, and one of those would be the ability to widely disperse complex and sophisticated information which youtube has been but it's also he's been lying problematic his whole that it produces all sorts of alterations in social behavior that were only and some of them very dangerous some many of which we're only just beginning to understand right just elon musk has just bought twitter and it's creating a huge yeah. ferrari obviously in many different ferrari. ways and he's admitted i'm going to do lots of things in the next few months and we're going to get some wrong and we're going to pull them and try something else he's going to try and work out a way of making it a sustainable business model but also he wants to bring back what he perceives to be genuine free speech on the platform um, is it yeah. possible jordan do you think that he can do that or are we now so entrenched in tribalism particularly on social media Okay, wait, when did this come out? Four days ago? Oh, wow. So shit was already hitting the fire by now. Yeah. It's almost impossible to do what he wants to do. 
Well, you couldn't have picked a better day to talk about this with me because I just got a paper sent to me today by Jonathan Haidt. He didn't write the paper. It, it's it will be published. It's published in a journal called Personality and Individual Differences, and it's an examination of the personality traits associated with, uh, let's say, excessive and self-promoting internet usage. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to read you a couple of the descriptions <laughs> yeah. of what the people mind. found, because it's so absolutely spot oh, on and relevant. I don't interview. think we are descending into tribalism. I, I think what's happening is that the virtualization of the world is enabling um, okay. people who behave in a particular antisocial way, in a self-grandizing and self-promoting antisocial way. And I'll just read you the descriptions that are taken directly from this paper. Mm. So it was an actual study of online behavior. Women characterized by... <laughs> women and or... <laughs> high self-centered antagonism, neurotic narcissism, Mac... Did you hear him advocate for playing in traffic in his new show? No way. I haven't watched it yet. I've wanted to. I hear it's ridiculous. The one that's like dragons and chaos or whatever. The whole thing is it like it's all Games of Thronesy in terms of its graphics and presentation. But it's basically him just like, oh, you have to slay the dragon. Every single woman craves a dragon because they covet gold. But then inside you have to be the warrior who comes in and slays the dragon because she covets the dragon's gold. Like the whole thing is just nonsense. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech views, Machiavellian tactics, so that's manipulative, manipulativeness, meanness. Oh, okay, sorry, if, if you dozed off in the middle of this until you started ramping up here, he's been on this tear for a while where he's basically like, he feels because he's gotten so much clap back on social media, mainly Twitter, he's been clowned on so well on Twitter, that at this point he feels that there's this satanic, demonic, almost Machiavellian organization of sociopaths who are basically enabled through social media. Like his his read of the whole thing, and he's obviously sprinkled in a little Jung, but like that's that's basically his assessment, is that there is a secretive cabal of online cancel culture mafiosa that are capable of being radicalized because they're sociopaths and they're given these superpowers, the power of trolls, to be able to then influence and attack him. So that's kind of where his like his worldview is at. Disinhibition physical sadism and indirect sadism used Instagram for a longer time and more frequently than did men. In women... Your impersonation is Bayless Kermody. Well, you use Kermit when you get emotional because that's what's like, oh God, mother, what's happening? That, that, at that point, he's, he's lost it, but right, right now he's in control. Well, you know, no, no problem there, buddy. You know, it doesn't go quite as Kermit. Verbal sadism and things, emotionality things was intense. associated with longer... Well, honesty, humility, and conscientiousness was with a shorter Facebook usage time. Furthermore, women high in agentic extroversion, so that's manipulative self-promotion, and indirect sadism used Facebook for a longer time. Indirect sadism. Oh, sadism, sorry, sadism. Yes, uh, you know, wanting to inflict uh, pain upon thyself. Uh, so women who are more prone to being manipulative, ladies, 
you know who you are. You be shopping. Come on. You, you know you be shopping on, on, on the credit card. You know, so uh, those people. Uh, and they also uh, engage in sadism. Uh, you know, we're not even going to imply whether or not this is some kind of, you know, Freudian slip. Um, but either way, those women, those women, uh, they're more prone to using social media aggressively against me, Jordan Peterson. And more frequently than men. And so I've thought for a while that one of the things that's happening to us as we virtualize the world is that we're enabling a, the small percentage of people, it's usually about 3% in general populations, who use manipulation and reputation savaging and denigration and self-promotion. So, <laughs> Reputation savaging and self-promotion. I totally get why he sees it this way. Because, like, yo, if he's on his Twitter account and say I or some other person blows him up and all of a sudden he gets ratioed, he must be like, whoa, what's happening here? Oh, it's self-promotion. They're getting more likes than I am. Oh, but denigration, sadism, they don't like themselves, but they're, well, oh, hatred. Like, the whole thing, it makes perfect sense. And this is just his POV online experience. He's just kind of like been trying to justify it along the way. I actually have a, a wonderful academic paper that shows uh, and validates everything that I've been feeling about my own personal Twitter experience so far. Can, can you listen to it, Pierce? Can I talk about it live on TV right now? The genuinely psychopathic types to dominate the social conversation and to spew their poisonous and manipulative venom into the public <laughs> domain, venom. not only right. with All no right. fear of being so. stopped and no, uh, and no, inhibition, which is almost all applied socially, but also while being monetized and promoted by the people who run the social media channels. And every society forever has had to contend with a small percentage of people who will utilize all the benefits of society only for themselves. They had to contend with the fact that those people, if not brought under control, can demolish the structure of the entire society. And I think the polarization that we're feeling is a consequence of their untrammeled expression <laughs> online, Instagram, Facebook, and in, and in online comment um, uh, forums like Twitter. But, but that, and, that, and so, that, that, that stuff you read out just said seemed to be gender specific to women. Presumably it also applies in other ways to men as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's mostly mostly been women, I think. They're the ones who will respond to my DMs. I'm just like, oh, did you know I'm a doctor? Did you know I wrote multiple books? Yeah, tw 12 rules for life. I also wrote 12 more rules from life. Yeah, I wrote both of them. Yeah, don't don't believe the haters. On social media. Oh, yeah. Hey, Polly Glottopus. Everyone go to Twitch.tv slash Polly Glottopus. Go get Polly a follow. She's awesome. Well, I, teaches you language. I think the reason that it applied in this study in women is because Instagram is very heavy, heavy image use. Image. It, it, it involves heavy use of images. Whoa. This is insight I haven't heard before. It's nice. You know, I don't know why anyone would bother bringing on anyone involved in tech or have understanding of social media uh, or networks, any of that kind of stuff, when you can bring on Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who, who can explain to you that Instagram, I, I believe, is more image-based. More based on image is... It makes sense. And there are reasons to assume that because of that, it attracts women who are directed towards short-term impulsive room. mating strategies, and that's... A <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we got a new one we got a new one oh i've waited 
Fuck. It's been so long, Scurvy King. You know? There's been so many memes. The fucking, oh, um, apple cider. I couldn't I couldn't sleep for like three weeks. It's like, wait, what? That, that, that would kill you, homie. It's like, oh, no, well, now all I eat is meat and salt or oh, the dragon of chaos or oh, the grandmother's brush. He's He's been a bit of a deficit lately. I'm going to be honest. He's just, he recycles the classic hits. He doesn't go anywhere new. But we have something new. Finally. All right, let's rewind that. we got to learn about Instagram. He's teaching us about mating cycles. ...to assume that because of that, it attracts women who are directed towards short-term impulsive mating strategies and that that makes sense okay all right that makes sense because like you know ladies uh when you're not shopping the the other alternative is that you are basically preparing for your mating strategies these are the two things that women do as we do understand the female mind and so in order to pick the ideal mate it depends on which social media they're going to go down right like you don't want a girl who's all about that reddit she's just gonna be caring too much about upvotes probably a lot of vanity that's how i see this one facebook might skew a little bit older and we're not really looking for that because we need to have the ideal uh fertility rates of course this is how we, we look at things uh so so Twitter depends on the epic meme and how good that meme drops. And that'll probably tell you about her desires, sexually and positions. We can figure that all out based on the social media use alone. I'm a good smart doctor, I am. That's another sign of impulsive antisocial and psychopathic behavior. Health <laughs> I cleaned my room and ended up eating nothing but steak and drinking apple cider in a Moscow rehab facility with my lobster daughter. Well, I mean, you've just described the American dream. Sake tanuki. I think you'd see the same thing in men. In fact, I've been talking to psychologists. Okay, wait. So you just threw something out there. That was a big one. And then you just dropped it. And you're like, and I think this is because the women who have more impulsive mating strategies will gravitate towards a more photographic based model. As in Instagram is definitely what someone who wants basically, uh, you know, just, just a little fun on the side would choose. I would assume the same is for men. I am not going to imply that uh, without the studies and the information, but we know we know it's there. It's great psychologist to make sure that- Wow, this has been awesome. This is like five minutes in. Jordan, ramp it up. I'm Just on the right going. track here about- Oh, you are uh, on the right those track. Those who post- You should be encouraged. Uh, repeatedly say in online forums, especially in relationship to comments, and you certainly see that same pattern of sadism, Machiavellianism, psychopathy, and narcissism mm -hmm. characterizing the men who, who are also uh, incentivized to use what used to be classic female antisocial strategies to advance themselves in the reputational hierarchy. But the bottom line Exploiters, is... Exploiters, fundamentally. Right, but the bottom line is that there is a, a small percentage of people generating a vast amount of noise. What impact is that happening on society, do you think? Well, I think it, it skews our perceptions of what normal... <laughs> Gets ratioed by a twink once. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And also, what's up, Kevin? Everyone go to Twitch.tv slash Logan 1875 Gets ratioed by a twink once. Well, people are like, <laughs> we assume that what we're getting, you know, when you sample the world when you're walking through it, you, you make the assumption that you're getting unbiased, an unbiased representation of the things going on around you. And when you're on a plat an online platform and say reading comments, you also have the assumption that what you're seeing is something like a sample of public opinion. But it's not. You know, because if, <laughs> if 10 straight... <laughs> Motherfucker had to go on Sky News to figure this out. 
<laughs> Sometimes it feels like, you know, you really get slammed, quote tweeted, and then it just seems like everyone hates you and ratios you, and it feels like the whole world, but but it's it's not, it's, it's just one corner of the internet other people don't even know I exist. Dangers came up to you randomly in the street, then you'd have a bit of a sample of what people randomly think. But behavior online isn't random, and the people who post aren't, aren't precisely normal. And I have been talking <laughs> with Jonathan Hutt. So he's like, he's so astounded that people went so hard on him on like Twitter everywhere. By the way, some of those were his own fans. Would he fucking embarrass himself, clowned himself, posted that whole sports, uh, like, you know, Sports Illustrated model. I was like, oh, I would not smash. No, no authoritarianism will make me ever horny for this. Penis does not rise. Penis does not rise. And then everyone like was coming out of the woodwork be like, uh, Mr. Peterson, this is really weird. I just like, why are you, why are you doing hot or not for Sports Illustrated models? I just, it's not authoritarianism. You don't have to buy the magazine. Put it down, sir. Go, go do a lecture like but just what's going on clean up your room he took that so seriously he was like so hurt by this shit and now it's just straight up it's like well like i believe that the people online they happen to be sociopathic machiavellian like what exactly is this uh, phenomenon that we are seeing and i believe that it's uh, low value females who happen to be using their breeding uh, cycles in order uh, to understand why instagram works and Jean Twenge about this. Directly. I think they Thank might you know more one. about it than anybody else in the world. And more it's pretty it. clear that the people who are dominating, say, online comment sections, and I would especially say this is true of the people who post anonymously, and there's other markers for, for this sort of behavior as well, they dominate the po political discourse. And what's happening in some sense is that we have a new form of... People who post anonymously dominate the political discourse? No. No, not, not, not whatsoever. Those with the massive platforms are the ones who dominate the political discourse online. They have the biggest reach. They have the biggest ability. Like, if MIA wants to tweet out about fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, how Alex Jones is based, actually, that's going to reach a lot more people than some random fan of hers who has, like, 20 followers is an anonymous account, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that, that person is not going to have the same power and reach as the other. I say that as someone who has power and reach on Twitter. That's not how that works. ...of pollution that's also corporate-sponsored, and it's pollution of the domain of public discourse. And the pollution, pollution occurs the because domain. the social media companies are either enabling or failing to control, you know, those known in yeah, the no. popular parlance as trolls. But they're not just comical trolls, you know, using derision yeah, no. in some cute way and and having their say in the free speech domain they're really poisonous individuals and they're poisoning the entire domain of so discourse. what can elon musk do starting... what can elon musk do about it yep. do you think if you were advising him on this i mean ironically at the moment you're not on twitter a would you do you want to come yeah, back yeah, yeah. now that musk is in charge do you think he should be restored yeah. um do you want to be back on twitter and secondly what would you advise him to do this about is what got this me a block from jordan peterson <laughs> Well, the first thing I would advise, and I'm going to be advising the political people I'll be talking to over the next few weeks of precisely this, and I have talked it over with Twenge and Haidt to make sure that I'm not, like I said, off on a personal tangent. I would say there's no excuse for including the anonymous posters with the real human beings.
By the way, he was never banned from Twitter. He's just like uh, trying to both be super hardcore and at the same time totally craven. Like he's basically like, hey, uh, I, I can't resist uh, being back on Twitter, so I'm going to have to delete that really super transphobic Elliot Page tweet. But um, I, I refuse to delete it because I did say I would do that over my dead body. I, 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 would, I said I would sooner die than delete the tweet. So here's a screenshot of the tweet and I'm posting it again, but just... Hopefully this is good and I can keep using my account. Let's just see if this sticks. And it's like, well, no take backsies. Can't do that. You deleted the tweet. You said you would sooner die, but you did it. Doesn't matter if you post it a second time. And I think that social media platforms who have a certain reach, maybe it's a million subscribers, and, and I don't really know what figure is appropriate, should... <laughs> Do you think a million people use these? A million Instagram users? <laughs> Very relevant. Oh, thank you, Sakatsunuki. I'll check it out. Be required after. to implement know your customer laws, and then that the people who are posting who are genuine, verified human beings willing to abide by their words with their personal reputation should be put in one comment section, and then the online, anonymous, cowardly, narcissistic, pathological troll demons who are polluting the public discourse should be put in a different comment section. And if you want to go to hell and visit the troll demons and see what they have to spew, you can. But otherwise, you can be among the normal human beings engaged in normal civil human discourse. Right. And that would separate the bloody psychopath. So he said troll demons before. Like I said, he's been on this one for a while. The troll demons. Oh, they're after me. By the way, I'm a troll demon. Like, I'm a straight up troll demon. He has blocked me for my troll demonness. So I like, I don't know if any of y'all are blocked, but hey, here's out. Shout out to the real one. Shout out to the, the fellow troll demons from the from the bulk of decent normal people and you know 97 percent of people aren't psychopathic yeah and so we are talking about a small minority here but they have the up the jordan dr jordan b peterson just call me a psychopath i'm a psychopathic troll demon that is so metal that is one hell of a title you know i, I should put that at the bottom hold on upper hand see there's, actually, a, there's a percentage of people who I actually, I, Sorry, I, had a psych, I had a psychopath test done on me, actually, a, a lengthy questionnaire, and they concluded I was a good psychopath. And what do they mean by that exactly? <laughs> you know? I, apparently, I wasn't like the malevolent version. It, it was slightly lost on me, the nuance. OK, but... well, <laughs> OK, look, look. It's often the case that people in the industry that you're in, and this would be true for politics and journalism as well, anything with a public face, are more likely to be extroverted and also more likely to be somewhat disagreeable. And those those personality traits can tilt you towards, uh, what I'm would you say, a style of callous exploitation. But there are other personality factors that mediate against that, like conscientiousness. And so people who are hardworking and reliable, for example, aren't parasitic in the same way that a classic psychopath would be. And so it's complicated and it isn't the case that extroversion and even a certain degree of disagreeableness in an, in an in and of themselves are dangerous, but they lead, like everybody's led to temptation in the direction. I think also, this short alone just breaks his Kermino likey argument. In 2002. All right, I'll save these for after. And that's in accordance with their temperament and the fact that you are a public facing person and that you like that would tilt you in one direction of mm. potential temptation, but that's not necessarily diagnostic. Now it is a problem because it, pr it probably is the case that politics and journalism and entertainment attack 
attract a disproportionate number of Machiavellians and psychopaths because of the <laughs> of the status that goes along with those enterprises. Yeah. But it's not diagnostic. It doesn't mean that if you're in that industry, and you know, you've had a long career, and that's also another marker for failure or for lack of psychopathy because in, nor in the normal world, psychopaths exploit and they get a reputation for doing so quite quickly and then people avoid them and stop working with them and so it doesn't work over the medium to long run as a, as a general rule why are so much more people watching me though because I'm, I'm the psychopathic troll demon now yeah i get it last time we spoke uh, at, at length also i can't stop being distracted by the tomasi <laughs> it's all i can see you said after is we, we, we forgot to get around to donald trump Okay. And you were quite keen to talk about Donald Trump. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I do want to talk about Trump because the big question right now in America is, is Trump done? So we'll talk about that yes. after the break. Yes. Raise your hand if you've ever been called crazy. I don't think that men can control crazy women. So that was a weird thing to put there. So there's a rant that Jordan Peterson went on about Meghan Merkel. It's it's not as if the two of them had an interview together, but that made it appear as if they did, which is a weird edit to, to have done. Yeah, just so you know, the context for that, there's a recent Jordan Peterson rant where he just goes off about Meghan Merkel. Um, I, I don't know what it's about. I'm going to assume probably about bloodlines and uh, race mixing or something like that. But anyways, whatever it's about, uh, that's one of the things he put out there. Just the way they edited that made it kind of seem as if he had interviewed her. And he has it. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. I'm still here with Dr. Jordan Peterson, my special and guest And my tonight. Tomosi. Uh, Jordan, Donald Trump, what is he? Is he a, a narcissist, a sociopath, a psychopath? All of those? Whoa. No way. Punting relaunch of Blue Verified on November 29th to make sure that it is rock solid? <laughs> that makes sense. I really think you can roll uh, the check back. It's not a huge deal. Just allow us plebs into the verified tabs so the elite will still have tears. <laughs> okay, I need the fucking grossest bootlicker picture I can find online. Give me a second. Bootlicker. Like one of the really aggressive ones. Not, not the silly cartoon ones. You know, the ones that are like, oh, damn. Something is going on here. Ooh, that one's pretty good. This one's more intense. That one feels too sexual. Almost too sexual for me to put online. This one. <laughs> By the way, Twitter Blue. Um, thank you, Elon. Uh, Daddy Musk, Space Karen, oh great provider to us all, the the giver of milk, life's milk. Uh, I I am so ready for this. Please relaunch this feature. I can't wait to see what you're gonna roll out. How you're gonna stop something that again really just takes a large team to be able to supervise and be able to prevent impersonation and catch it rapidly, which you don't have. So it doesn't matter if like we've tweaked a few features. Turns out now, if you want to use someone else's name, it'll detect it and then it'll add the word parody. And so no one can just instantly do a parody thing. There's no way to ever trick text capture. And then someone's like, well, what if I spelled Elon Musk with the zero? instead of an O. <laughs> what if I'm Elon Musk? But the, not the actual Elon Musk. Would that get by it? Did, did you did you make sure that is not an option? What, what if I use a different font? Because I, I don't know if you know this, there's an infinite amount of fonts. So what if I use a different font 
to try and bypass that, as people often do for very sophisticated systems. Like Twitch, for example, very sophisticated capturing for slurs in chats. Yes, apparently you can't write slurs out, and yet they fucking still blast chats with a huge amount of people who are trying to catch this because they get workarounds. Hopefully you've you've thought about those. All, all the contingencies, right? You know? Things, none of them? Yeah, Elon Musk. I don't think that he's a psychopath um, because he's been successful in repeated enterprises over long periods of time, and he has a variety wow. of people who are remain intensely loyal to him. Now, he's definitely extra. So he's not a psychopath because he's been very good at business and people are loyal to him. Extroverted. Okay. In a, a very, to a very great degree, and he's definitely disagreeable. And so that gives him some of the traits that are associated with those personality features. But from what I've been able to understand, he's also very conscientious and hardworking, for example. And so that's a real mitigating factor. And so I think it's, it's very easy to demonize someone that you don't approve of, let's say, and certainly Trump has been subject, I would say, to more demonization than any political leader in the West that I can remember in my entire lifetime, including Richard Nixon. And so that's also set him back on his heels and made him somewhat embattled and defensive, which I don't think did any great things for, for his personality in some real sense. So I think it's a mistake to assume that... that uh, I, I like Pierce never will because he's a fucking garbage human. But it would be great to follow that up with something, you know. Oh well, Jordan, what do you exactly mean by Richard Nixon? Do you believe he was a good man or something? More like I just feel as if he he was misunderstood. I, I mean, the Nixon tapes. Was he really? Did he really hate the Jews? Can we ever truly know? I, I feel like he was he was vilified. It's like, well, no, those were kind of just things he said. He was just really anti-Semitic and racist. That's just kind of who Nixon was. Trump is a psychopath. I think it's a big mistake. I think it's a big mistake to assume that Putin is a psychopath. It's easy to do that, but I don't think the evidence suggests that. You don't want to throw those labels around casually. And, you know, for if, if Trump was psychopathic, well, he did a pretty good job of keeping the United States clear of war for four years. That's pretty damn remarkable. And he did have a big hand in promoting the Abraham Peace Accords, and that was pretty He almost started a war with Iran. What are you talking about? He just straight up struck a general. Not <laughs> like a couple soldiers or something, or even a fucking handful of civilians. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to straight up strike a general. And all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to retaliate. We're going to go after some embassies. And like, yeah, that's not, not exactly what I call peaceful. He ramped up drone strikes after Obama. He was doing more drone strikes than Obama was. By like by all metrics, I, I don't understand the argument that like Donald Trump was the peace the peace president. And yes, you could say that he was the one who uh, began the process to withdraw from Afghanistan, but he didn't withdraw from Afghanistan. That was Joe Biden who drew from Afghanistan ultimately. Remarkable, and those aren't the sorts of things that you would expect. He only from a psychopath. The, the he also seems had. to have a pretty good hand. Like, what do Americans consider what happens in Syria? Just just mild American like intervention? Uh, they're, they're basically in there for prevention to, to stop Bashar al-Assad from doing really bad things? The proxy war with Russia aspect of it, that part doesn't play into it at all as well? Or what exactly is America doing in a lot of different parts of the world? Like, It's not as if, if Donald Trump takes over... And then all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, he's still in Afghanistan. Like, where the America is still occupying large parts of that country, especially with numerous military bases. So he didn't start the war. That's true. 
he wasn't the one who actually said, hey, by the way, we're, we're going to start the invasion of Afghanistan. That, that, was not, that was not Trump. And with the working class. So I, I don't think it's those are, those are reasonable diagnostic labels. To, you're sounding to, like to, a, you know, I wouldn't say place I, on someone. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you sound like you're, you're, you're a bit of a fan of Donald Trump. Would, would you like him <laughs> to run again? Would he be good for America? <laughs> well, this is the most astute Pierce Morgan has ever been. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little bit strange, I, I have to say to you, sir. It seems as if you, you actually d did enjoy his presidency. I, I mean, you seem befuddled to be able to say anything remotely bad about him in Could any way, shape, or form. No, I, I don't think no, it would be good no, for America. No, of course not. Oh, would no, it be good no. for him to run? That's a, dif that's a difficult question, because it might be... Oh, yeah, no, he wasn't good for America. No, no, he wasn't good. But, like, should he run again? I, it, it's tough to say, you know? Who's about to say whether or not that's a good idea? That it would be good for America to have whether or not Donald Trump should be president sorted out in the public sphere, yeah. debated intensely, and subject to an election. Oh, you fucking cowards. You're all a testicle, every single one of you. Like, you won't take a position on it. You, you won't actually be like, well, yeah, it's probably going to anger certain parts of the base if I said that I was just full Trump. So I won't say that. I think it should be rigorously debated in the public sphere about whether or not we should do the thing. This is the Andrew Yang response, okay? This is the whole fucking, uh, can you take a position on something? Well, uh, I believe in the moral broad consensus of the moral majority. And it's like, cool, good buzzwords. Well, okay, so if, if we want to take what you just said at face value, the broad consensus of the moral majority uh, have said on the issue of, say, abortion, that they do not want to have forced birth. That, that would be the broad consensus of the moral majority. So do you now take a position on this based on that information? Well, we'd have to wait and see. We'd have to wait and see what exactly the broad consensus of the moral majority truly comes out to say. It won't be right or left. Uh, it'll be forward. And, and we'll go about that. We'll be forward with that and, and our policies. And it's like you've taken like two policies. You're you're kind of for uh, representational voting, kind of. So it might be very interesting to see him put himself forward on the Republican ticket. If I had my druthers, um, and I my say druthers. this, I hope with due care, I would rather see someone like DeSantis step forward who mm. shares some of that forthright... Um, Ooh, there it is, everyone. Everyone's got their moment. I, I, I think Peterson's finally being the whole like, no, no, I get it. We, we have to, we have to move on. We have to go for the other guy. Yeah, and eventually it was a matter of time. Um, strength, let's say, that characterizes Trump at his best, but seems to be a, a more uh, cautious administrator and a. Mm. Mm. Oh, he's playing it so light, so light. You're all such snowflakes. Why do you have like? Come on, for a word they use all the time, they are all so cucked by Trump. I think it's like fear or something. You got Candace Owens coming out, and Candace Owens is just straight up like, um, I, I'm not actually really on board with Trump anymore because he was rude to me once. And it's like, wait, what? That's what you're going with? There's nothing better? Scott Adams, Dilbert guy, he came out and he was like, yeah, uh, I'm jumping ship. I was like, that's, that, that's it? It's just, I'm jumping ship. The person who you were all so ideologically aligned with as if this was the savior of mankind, as if like, if not for Trump, we are fucked. Everyone has to vote for Trump. And I was just like, eh. Oh, you know, I, I feel like uh, he, he's somewhat more stalwart, you know? And I, I don't want to discount Trump either. I'm not saying he's, he wouldn't be a good president. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm gearing towards... It, it's almost as if one was a, a vegetable and a fruit, and the, and the other was a, a piece of meat and salt. So... Best divisive figure. I think that would be better because the Trump for whatever virtues he might have. And I think he has the virtues of a Washington outsider. I think that's quite clear. I think that 
his his behavior. Honestly, a right winger, all all they need to do is just jump on a stage, shit themselves, run around in circles, screaming, and then all of a sudden, like a whole bunch of like pundits will be like, "Well, I mean, that's a maverick." You know that that's you wouldn't expect that. I would not have expected to see that. I wasn't expecting that. It's certainly unorthodox uh, for sure. And and some some might think that this is not appropriate. But I for one, I I'm proud that we have someone who's actually going to be a disruptor. We, we needed a disruptor, and there it is. Yeah, we we've seen it all. There you go. Here in the political realm, raises the political temperature to a dangerous degree. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I say that while trying to give the devil his due and not casting careless aspersions on his, on his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, I want to turn to somebody else who, who may well have presidential ambitions and has been the subject of a lot of negativity. Uh, yeah. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry's wife, who does this podcast, uh, Archiewell podcast, or Archetypes it's called, in which she seems to perennially play the victim, the female victim of all outrages. And your name got dragged into this. Oh, uh, let's take a listen yeah. to, to what she said. Okay, I had it backwards. I didn't know Raise about this. Raise your no, hand I'm... if you've ever been called crazy or hysterical. <laughs> or what about nuts, insane, out of your mind, completely irrational? I don't think that men can control crazy women. The use of these labels has been drilled into us from movies and TV, from friends and family, and even from random strangers. And the fact is, no one wants this label. This is going to be so intense. What did you make of that, Jordan, to be suddenly <laughs> appearing on Meghan Markle's podcast as a well, villain the first who thing is I calling women crazy? Is that she... Yeah, well, the first thing I make of it is that her voice drips with the same falsehood that the voice of Kamala Harris drips with. It's this <laughs> sanctimonious... Um, faux compassionate talking down to your audience and trying to be sure that we're all really on the same compassionate page here and we're all being victimized by terrible forces that what is happening drips drips and you know what you know he was going to be asked that question. That that was a pre-fucking interview. Like, by the way, okay, so, uh, by the way, Mr. Peterson, I believe near maybe the third part of our segment, I can bring up uh, that Meghan Merkel mentions you in a podcast, and then you, you can prepare your statement. I, I know you probably have very, very spicy things to think about this. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm ready for this one. Oh, yeah. Well... I just find it curious that she uh, she uh, drips, you know, with the same kind of energy as a uh, another woman uh, with a certain characteristic. I'm not going to mention what, but something aligns the two of them, which you can probably tell is the dual structures, both the alpha and the omega, uh, with uh, characterizations of psychopathic behavior. Oh, he's so excited too. He already got like I haven't seen him do an impersonation in a while. Talking down here. to her audience and trying to be sure Ooh. that we're all really. On the same compassionate page here, and we're all being victimized by terrible forces that are arrayed against us, and none of that's really fair. And it's, it just grates on me, and I do believe uh, you, you played a bit of a clip from me when I was talking to um, um, uh, Pallia, Cam, 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 uh, Camille Pallia, uh, the literary critic, and I do believe that it is the case that it's very difficult to control female antisocial behavior, often of the type that's been pilloried as his. So, uh, this is the uh, basically antisocial female behavior that was going down there. Let's just be clear. She was like, hey, by the way, have you ever been called crazy? Has anyone ever called you crazy? That, that, that's what the quote was. 
hysterical. And I mean, I don't have the lived experience of a woman, but I'm assuming that might be something that a lot of women might identify with and find as a kind of universal truth and want to hear about. And that was not exactly what I would describe as, I don't know, antisocial <laughs> I think that there's no shortage of clinical evidence to support precisely that um, claim. It's very difficult for women to control female antisocial behavior and females who are antisocial. That feminine pattern is reputation savaging under the guise of compassionate care. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's extraordinarily destructive. And uh, <laughs> so I stand by. Hey, does anyone have a universal truth that you also experience in your lives? Do you want to relate to it? Do you want to feel maybe a little bit like you're not alone in the universe? Do you also have this thing that happens to you that also happens to me? Because this happens to me and I just want you all to feel, I don't know, seen. Like, oh, God, antisocial behavior. Yeah, no, this is psychopathic troll demons of the highest order, satanic, sadistic. And my words. Absolutely. And I do think it scales online. Because you can use an anonymous reputation savaging to unbelievably great effect online with absolutely no punishment for your reputation sins. Reputation so savaging. That is certainly Damn. one of the things that's contributing to so-called cancel savage. culture. And there's oh no shortage God, of that is. coming from the female oh, yeah. side. Now, men can engage in exactly the same strategies. And they do so online. And that's enabled. But... Mm. Um, it's definitely, see, with men and I Well, you see, you hear that, my dudes, what we're doing, if we're, like, engaging in cancel culture, we're just being fucking, we're feminized, all right? So, like, you know, if you care about your masculinity, if you want to be a fucking bro, dude, bruh, bruh, look, you don't want to be feminized, then don't do that shit, all right? Don't cancel culture. That's feminine shit, all right? That's woman stuff, okay? We, we now know this. The good doctors taught us that. So don't, don't go out there. Don't call people out. Don't be like, whoa, I think that this take is really off. No, that's fucking, that's feminine shit. I've said this before, and I do believe this to be the case. The, the ever-present threat of the potential for physical violence keeps men from doing that to each other most of the time in person. And that all disappears online. Okay, I forget about this. I always forget that Jordan is such a fucking plays the tough guy. He's got all these passages where he's like, oh, I would have given that man the backhand of my fist and things like that. Where it's just like, no, this is not true. I, I'm not... Uh, not an asshole or a psychopath or a sociopath in public in general because I know at any given moment when I'm around the boys there's just the threat that at any point one of them can punch me if they speak out of turn. <laughs> Could you imagine living that way? That sounds horrible. It's just like, well, I want to say what's on my mind but I'm around a bunch of dudes right now and I just know they're fucking, you know, they'll strike. They'll strike. It's what we do. We're all on alert, high alert, all time, just ready to strike, you know? So everyone, we keep in line. That's what keeps guys fucking in line. Unless the alpha comes along and then fucking all the betas squirm around, shit gets weird, in comes a fucking lambda, and then sigma pops up and it's like, I'm mysterious and unique, and all of a sudden they're all like, oh man, that's when chaos happens. That's why you gotta keep the fucking, the betas in check, make sure they know if an alpha comes along, they're gonna smoke them, make sure you keep out the lambdas, keep out the omegas, they're fucking, they're wild cards, and then if a sigma shows up, well, there's nothing you can do, dog, it's a sigma, okay? They got the grind set, what can we say? And that means that those who are prone to do such things, to use corrosive and denigrating derision, for example, and reputation savaging can have a free hand at it. And that includes no shortage of women. And women are often, very, very often, the targets of that behavior mm. from their own, from their own oh, fellows, so to speak. Wait, about, um, wait, did you say from their own troubles? 
<laughs> I, was, I was like feminist arc, but <laughs> I can't even give him a crumb of that. <laughs> a shortage of women, and women are often, very, very often, the targets of that behavior mm. from their own from their own fellows, so to speak. <laughs> from their own fellows. <laughs> oh, ladies be asking for it, you know. <laughs> Fucking questionable harassment women face online and how terrible every single one. It's universal. Funny that every single woman's like, yeah, sometimes being online sucks. I don't feel safe. I get fucking inboxes full of dick pics if I don't like lock my inbox. It's not a great scene. I give my opinion on something and everyone says that I should die in, in Roblox. It just kind of sucks. I get hyper misogyny, hyper sexualization, everything about the online experience. It just doesn't feel safe. We don't play a lot of online video games because as soon as someone finds out in voice chat that we happen to be a whammon wow a whole bunch of people just ramp up like are you, are you fucking getting in the kitchen bitch what's going on here so oh and it's also their own doing it ladies it's it's your behavior patterns and the fact that uh, instagram dictates that you have uh, rapid breeding patterns that's it's your own fault it's your own fault i mean this is this is a doctor this is science the, the men is, is just spewing science right now it's oozing science there's nothing we can do about it it's just the reality of our own nature we've talked about and this is the weird thing because in one end you've got the, the the thing where it's like dudes compose themselves not because they want to be decent human beings or or are just generally not dicks they compose themselves because they know at any given time they can smash each other in the face and they have that card so it's like hmm you fuck up, I'm going to fucking clock you. That's how dudes do it. And then women, it's your own fault. It's your antisocial behavior. And, and you just, you got it coming, you know? If all of a sudden the good doctor drops in with a handful of dick pics, were you asking for it? I mean, will we ever truly know? It's tough. I wanted to just ask you again about Elon Musk, about what you thought of him as a character. He seems to me a fascinating individual. You know, whether he's slightly on the spectrum or, or I'm not sure what his makeup is psychologically, but he's certainly... Oof. Uh, so he's openly said, and you should know this, Pierce, because you are supposed to be a journalist on Sky News. Pretty prestigious that, you know, he's openly got Asperger's. He's, he said that. And I know it's an antiquated term, but that is what he said on Saturday Night Live. That is the quote. And it's pretty intense uh, for, for you to have gone down that road. But either way, um, you don't have to blame uh, what you could definitely define as very cruel behavior by a dictatorial tyrant on that because you know being on the spectrum or being autistic has absolutely nothing to do with it whatsoever that's that's not the reason that elon musk is a massive dick a creative genius a whirlwind a, a life force has done remarkable things what do you make of him well i know people who know him very well and have worked with him very closely and these are very solid people extremely competent and extremely creative and they're admirers of musk uh, I talked with my brother-in-law, um, Jim Keller, who's one of the world's great chip engineers, and he worked very closely with Musk for years, and he believes that in, he's in many ways exactly what you'd think he was. He's a genius, but he's also a, like a, a visionary genius, but he's also someone who's very, very good at implementing, very good at running companies, as you can tell, because he has a multitude of impossible successful companies yes, yes. and so he goes into a company and he cleans house and puts things in order and makes things work efficiently and maybe he can do that with twitter um i hope he can because musk is doing all sorts of things that appear to be useful and difficult and it would be a <laughs> catastrophe to see him derail
Again, this was four days ago. <laughs> this motherfucker four days ago went on TV thinking, well, I hope it works out. I mean, you know, things have been interesting so far. In his efforts. I think. I think he's Would you like to be back on Twitter? With Twitter? Would you like to be back on Twitter? You know, I, I was, I was. I he could do that anytime he wants. This is his choice. You can, you can it's up to him. I dipped into Twitter this morning. Um, when I was looking at some of the research that I just... Oh, yeah, Elon Musk is what happens when you make Britain eventy head of your Tony Stark cloning project. I don't know if they look similar. I'd have to pull up a picture of Britney, Britney again. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, actually, maybe a little bit. Shared with you, and um, it instantly struck me the same way it struck me the last time I was in Twitter. I could go it's either so, way. It's such a den of so... pathology that using it, I think, is psychologically damaging. And mm. if it's possible for Musk to get the the trolls, and they're not trolls, they're psychopathic, under control, then it's possible that the platform might be useful. I like to share information on it. I like to follow people to see what they were up to, a lot of the people that I've met over the years. But, man, yeah. it's a snake pit. And it is. It is I, a it snake isn't pit. obvious to me that we know what to do about it. Before I let you go, uh, Jordan, you're wearing a poppy. I'm wearing a poppy. We're about to have a debate after the break about whether people should be compelled to wear poppies. And I guess this goes to the wider thing about uh, general displays of, I guess, signalling your virtue in any way that you choose. Should anyone be compelled to, whatever the cause, whether it's a black square on Instagram when George Floyd died or a poppy for Armistice Day or so on, should they be compelled? Do we have to wait for the answer? The answer is no. The general take on the world is that people should be allowed to go to hell in a handbasket pretty much any way they choose once they're... The first good take, yeah. Uh, no, you don't have to do it. Je suis Paris. You can just not... and be fine. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures, trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our Lord Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Janetal, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. 
We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off lands.